before we get into this episode, I need the help from you, the fans, the listeners of a little bit of everything with me. I've been recently nominated for the Latin Podcast Awards 2020, and I need your help. That's right. You heard me. I need your help. I need you to head over to latinpodcastawards.com. Yes, there is an S after the D, latinpodcastawards.com, and I need you to vote for a little bit of everything with me. I really thank all of you for your support so far and the continuous, oh my gosh, the love that I'm getting from all of you and I really appreciate it. Just head over to Latin Podcast Awards and vote for the podcast. I really appreciate those who have voted and those who are going to vote. And guys, let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to A Little Bit of Finance with me, a segment where we talk about the best strategies for your money and the most recent news in finance to help you get ahead in the market. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me. And today I am joined and welcome back, Nadia Bossmom Finance. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I can't believe it. There is sun outside. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I've been taking my kids on trail because I mean, overnight, we just became teachers overnight, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to take them out on trails and bike rides and homework is driving me crazy. So sometimes <laughs> we need a break from that, right? So oh, for sure. So it's, it's an experience, right? And, and um, a lot of lives are going to change from this for the better, right? We learn different ways to do things. So I think it's, um, I mean, everybody's isolating and you just learn new things about people, right? Exactly. I definitely agree. And, you know, you've, your responsibilities have put on even more because you got kids, you're teaching them, you're doing pretty much coming up with different ideas with them. So kudos to you. You're doing homeschooling, you're, you're planning uh, activities just to keep them occupied. And, you know, I'm excited because I know I mentioned this on my uh, YouTube video, my bonus episode that I released that, you know, I wanted to give all our collaborators uh, that I'm working with kind of a little bit of break because, you know, these are times that we're living in and I, the last thing I need all of you to really think about is, oh my God, I need to do my podcast segment because I, most of my collaborators, I messaged them. One was moving into her new custom built house because it, it's this time of year that she was supposed to move in. And uh, I was just like, you know what, just take the time of, don't worry, we'll reconvene next month. And then of course my other one was just like, I can't do the podcast. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I appreciate you guys really understanding. And, um, you know, I think everyone deserves a little break and kind of adapt to new life. And the reason why I say that, because, you know, we have to make some changes now that we're currently in here. So, yeah, we did. We've definitely had, had to, uh, had to recreate new lifestyles. I mean, doing things with my kids, um, like right now I'm, I'm in my kitchen and my kids are outside kind of, they're playing. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I locked the door and I said, don't even bother coming in. 
give me like 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> so I, so I kind of kicked them out of the house. So we all, we all learn different ways on adjusting to this new lifestyle. Right. And I mean, this kind of leads into our conversation that I wanted to have about like serve benefits and the government of Ontario. I mean, we're in Canada, right? So I'm going to talk about Canadian um, benefits and whatnot. Um, but I mean, there's also benefits in the States. So it, it, they all work the same thing. They're just pretty much called different things and they're slightly different amounts. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I know Angelica, you're, you're doing stuff in, during the day. Right. But there are so many people that they're unable to work and they have no choice but to stay at home with the kids, homeschooling them. Um, they've asked their bosses to specifically be laid off because they have, they have nobody to watch their kids. Right. Or some, some areas of, uh, of work, they, they just have no work, right? And businesses, small businesses are closing down. So there are lots of benefits that are out there that the government is helping uh, the economy. And I mean, kudos to our government, not for anything. I mean, I have a lot of opinions about them, right? But when it came to this pandemic, in my opinion, I think they really stepped up to the plate um, and, and they, they took care of they took care of all of us. Everybody is entitled their opinions, right? That's just mine. Uh, but let's talk specifically about the CERB benefits because there's a lot of confusion. And I know, Angelica, we were even talking a little bit about it, how people are applying for these benefits. And for those who don't know how to apply for it, you do it all through your CRA account. Okay, so you can go under my profile and it's all there that you can apply for it. You get $2,000 every single month. Okay. And this is assuming that you have no employment. Um, if you're a student, obviously you're, you're not able to get your summer job that you would normally be able to do it and whatnot. And so you apply through your CRA website and within, I'm going to say 24 to 48 hours, the government deposits it into your account. Uh, there's also something provincially for, uh, uh, parents who have to homeschool their children. Okay. Um, so you actually receive $200 from the Ministry of Education applying through that website and $250 if your child is special needs. Okay. So, I mean, I know it's not much, but listen, it's something. And it, what it's supposed to provide for is if you have to buy paper or if you have to buy pencils and set yourself up with a tiny desk. So, so your kids can be homeschooled, right? So it's supposed to help with some financial uh, financial obligations that you may have to support your children for homeschooling them, right? So, I mean, I, I thought that that was a great idea. Uh, any any funding to help uh, to help our children grow and develop educational is good funding, you know? So that's, that's my opinion. So I, I know that uh, with CERB, I mean, there's a lot of confusion. A lot of people are applying for it and they don't even qualify, okay? And I've, listen, you have to pay it back. The government will come after you and you will have to pay it back. And there's no sense in putting yourself in long-term financial hardship for a short-term gain. Like that, to me, financially, that just doesn't make sense. If you can't, if, you, if you're not um, eligible to apply for it, don't even bother. Why just take that money? Because right now I feel that they're pretty much giving it to anybody and uh, it's just going to hurt the economy in the end. Right. And our taxes are going to rise and it just, it, 
yeah, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I've seen stuff on Facebook, on social media and stuff like that, where people are applying for these grants. And this is, this is heartbreaking to see because there's, there's actually people who need it. Like the, there's, there's so many homeless people, the people that lost jobs, you know, um, where they, they now single moms, single dads, where they have to provide for their family and they legitimately need it. And then there's other people that don't need it. They apply for the grant. They've gotten over $6,000 already. And guess what? They're going to buy themselves new surround systems, putting deposits on houses. Like they're doing that stuff. And it's, it's heartbreaking to see that because that's taking advantage of the system. So you definitely have to pay that back. Um, Angelica, I know we were also talking before about students, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and, with, and you had seen social media posts. Yeah. So going through, you know, my social media and stuff, when um, our government announced that there was going to be this emergency funding to help uh, those who need it and applicable to students. So what, what was interesting to see through social media that these these students are literally taking pictures and videos of their, you know, their little check that came into their mail, to their account. I shouldn't say little check for some of them have been very big checks more than usual that you would normally see. And for them, it's like a celebration. It's like, Oh, what am I going to do with this now? You know, what, what could, what could I buy that I needed to buy, but I couldn't buy, but now I have the money for it. So I see a lot of this and I'm hoping that, you know, they are really looking past that because, you know, like you mentioned, if you don't really qualify, you, you're going to end up paying back and then you're going to have to pay back. It's just regardless, we have to pay back that money. It was just a loan that the government has given us. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to summarize this. Uh, thank goodness mm -hmm. nobody in the family had to use this uh, type because most of them were working and still working, but it's, it's scary because now everyone's mentality of like, oh, so what are you going to do with your money that you got in the bank? Like, it's free money. Is, How about you pay the bills like you regularly would if you're eligible for it? <laughs> yeah. And my question is to you, and I'm not sure if, if you have any information with this. So does every student qualify for this fund? Like I'm, I was a bit confused because even if I don't know how this works. Like if I were, for example, your situation, if your kids were off to college and university, were they, would they be able to be approved? Any student, well, it's just like anybody who's laid off. The questions on the CRA web website, yeah. they're not intricate. It's just, have you <laughs> earned more than $5,000 in the last year? Yeah. Yes or no. And then mm -hmm. the next question is, um, will you be working within the next, I believe it's six months. I'm not even sure. Hopefully. Right. Or yeah, within the next month, either. will you be earning any form of income within the next month? And you say yes or no. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Like two simple questions. And then you press submit and it's through the system and you get your $2,000 within 24 to 48 hours. So anybody can apply for it. The question will be next year. Will, were you actually eligible to receive it. Ah, see, there is the, that point is that if right. you were eligible or not, I know somebody that tried to apply for it, but they weren't eligible. So they got, he was mm -hmm. able to get that correct answer because 
since this whole thing started, it's been hard. And, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. blame them. There's a lot of people, there's millions that are trying to get help in emergency. Yeah. Everybody who did not have a financial plan and have backup money is going through financial hardship. Let's be honest. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, you definitely need to make sure that you have that safety pillow. And I mean, we've talked about in another podcast where you need to have that safety pillow to say, if something ever happens, like a pandemic, you know, um, is my family secure? Yeah. Well, thank you for clarifying that. And um, take it away. Tell us what's happening. What, what can we do to plan for the future? Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to just dive into the whole pandemic thing. You know, I just, I want to make it very positive. And instead of focusing on um, what you didn't do, I mean, it's in the past, right? Let's now focus on what you could be doing for the future, right? right? Making sure that you're put into a great financial position uh, for success, that if, if something ever happens, you're saving. So I want to specifically talk about emergency savings plans. Okay, having a safety pillow in your bank account to say, if something ever happens, I'm good. My family's good. We got everything secure. So a lot of people have, I've I've come across at least, um, they have a hard time with an emergency savings because they're always dipping into it, right? And there's always an emergency coming up. And the first step that you need to think about is, why are you saving? What is the purpose? Is it to make sure that if the car breaks down, uh, you have the fund? Is it to say, um, if I need a new furnace, if we need a new stove, the money's there and I don't have to worry. Is If there's ever a pandemic, another pandemic, or, or this second phase that they're talking about, will my family be financially secure? So the first step is understanding your why and the possible reasons that uh, could obviously include is job loss, medical or dental emergencies, uh, unexpected home repairs, car troubles, unplanned travel expenses. I know a few people where they had to uh, travel overseas to go visit family members that were ill. I mean, it happens, right? And the last thing that you want to do is dip into your credit card, right? Or get a line of credit to be able to pay for that, that travel, that emergency travel that you need to do. Um, step number two is determine what's doable for you. So most of my clients, when I sit down with them, I actually go through a complete needs analysis where I look at what goes in, what goes out, what it's going to take to retire, put the kids through school, plan that education, um, plan that emergency savings plan. So we determine what's the doable number. What, and then we also determine what they actually need. For example, somebody could need $600 a month to save for that education plan or to save for that emergency savings plan. But let's be honest, can they actually do that $600 every single month? So it's looking at the goal, but then also looking at what they can start with, what's doable right now. And then we take that doable amount and we stretch it year by year or every six months, whatever that looks like, so then we can eventually attain that larger number, okay? Step number three is setting your goals. So I know that we had said, like I had said, um, making sure that with your why, 
uh, you have a purpose for that account, right? So setting yourself smart, specific, measurable, attainable, and realistic goals for that specific emergency savings account um, to say if something happens, I, I, I got it there, I got the money, my family's good. Step number four is put action into it. Actually put the money aside. So I tell my clients, listen, I'm creating a plan for you. And we're looking at every single detail. And this plan just showed you that it's possible. I just proved it to you, right? It's almost like Santa Claus. Sometimes seeing is believing, right? You need to be able to see the plan in order to put it in place. And so when I show my clients this, they're able to actually see the plan. And it's, it's pretty much marshmallow fire. You know what I mean? You might as well start your fire and, and burn the paper if you're not going to use it. You have to put that plan into action. Otherwise, it's useless. And then in six months or in one year, you're going to be in the exact same position. And I mean, listen, it's your choice whether you want to do that or not. But then you also can't complain when you don't have money. Right? Um, and then obviously, step number five is setting, um, sorry, letting the savings grow. So uh, I, I personally don't like the regular checkings accounts and savings account at local financial institutions. Um, I make sure that all of my money and all of my clients' money, emergency savings or not, it's invested in the markets, okay? It's invested in mutual funds, portfolios. They're diversified, so we're eliminating risk, right? And their money is being invested and it's growing, Okay, interest rates are very important, especially now, right, with the pandemic, all the interest rates, I mean, they went down, they, they called it Black Monday, you know, and everybody was freaking out. And that's the best purchasing opportunity. Like this is where investors make their money. They buy on the low. So when most people are pulling out their funds, because they're thinking the market's crashing, Investors know how the market works and they're putting more money back into the market and, and making money when the funds go up. So, I mean, I use the example, it's like purchasing butter on sale or milk on sale. If you were to go into Walmart and you were to see milk, you know, the, the bags of milk, the blue bags of milk that they have like three other white little bags in them. I don't know what they're called, the Nestle ones or whatever it is. And you were to see those for 99 cents. Would you purchase a lot of them or would you purchase your regular one? Your regular one. You would, you would purchase your regular one? Well, it depends. I, gotta, I have a specific milk that I like, which is organic and um, it right. depends on the health. So if you're specific, okay, that's fine. So let's use that example. If your specific organic milk, organic is more expensive, was on sale, for 99 cents would you just buy one i'd probably buy two because it's out of glass and they do last longer so <laughs> yeah you buy two you buy three like there are people that i know that would stop up their entire freezer knowing that the milk was on sale right but i mean in your particular case you said i would buy two so you would buy double than you would have right yeah so it's the exact same thing when you're investing. You want to purchase when the shares are low. So when the, can I say the sale price is on the shares, right? So then when the market goes up, now you have double and triple the amount of shares that you would have had. Okay. And you also want to look at how long will it take? Okay. So put a term on it. 
So let's say you wanted to save some, uh, you wanted to take one year to save $3,000, okay? You need to look at your, uh, your funding, right? What you're able to filter that, what you're able to fuel that, and you need to look and say, is this doable in one year? Can I save $3,000? Do I need to maybe take two years to be able to do this? Because it really depends on what's the amount of money that you can use, right? And I mean, there's always pros and cons of being able to have that safety blanket, okay? Um, let's talk about one of the major reasons. It helps keep your stress levels down. During this pandemic, a lot of people are relying on the government of Ontario okay, or the Canadian government, sorry, not even the government of Ontario, my boyfriend always corrects me on that, <laughs> the Canadian government, to fuel their mortgages, to fuel them paying rent, to fuel them providing food for their families. They're relying on somebody else to do that. And I mean, stress is out of the roof for so many families. Psychologists, I'm sure, are making so much webinar money, right, where they're doing webinar conferences. And, um, divorces are up the roof uh, I mean the government can it also put in place that if anybody's stuck in a house where they be they're being domestically abused um, that there's a funding for that because they realize that stress levels get heightened right so first and foremost it helps keep your stress levels down making sure that you have that money saved up that safety blanket okay it also keeps you from spending mindlessly, right? So when it's out of sight, it's out of mind. If you're saving for a list of emergencies, you will be less tempted to hack into the fund because of a minor setback. So let's say, for example, you have $20,000 saved in a retirement savings plan and no emergency savings money set up. Well, what's going to happen is if the car breaks down, you got to dip into your RSP just to pay for your car. Whereas if you had that emergency savings plan, you didn't have to dip into your retirement. You didn't have to dip into your kids' education funds, right? It keeps you from making bad financial decisions. Borrowing money from a payday loan or credit card that leads to high interest rates, fees, fees or penalties. So I sat down with a handful of clients where I saw payday loan after payday loan. Um, they went to the banks, they had their lines of credits, uh, they, they pawned gold and they were paying off their gold interest every single month because they had no choice. They have to do whatever you have to do to provide for your family. Had they planned their emergency savings, their safety blanket, their pillow, they wouldn't have had to do stuff like that. And the interest is disgusting on what they're paying. I'm talking about 30% on some of them, right? So in my opinion, I mean, if you had that, that pillow of emergency savings, you don't need to pawn your family's jewelry to pay a bill because they're going to foreclose on your house. You know, like it's, it's making sure that everything is there. A lot of local businesses, they're being shut down because they're living paycheck to paycheck. But if they took a portion of that money and put it into a savings account, I'll tell you something, those tenants wouldn't have to worry about paying their rent. Does that, I don't, I talk, right? Does that make sense? Any it, it makes sense. It makes so sense. Quiet. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> I'm used to somebody talking back when I'm sitting with my clients and they're asking questions. 
No, oh, I'd like to listen. You got to teach and then we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, I mean, th those are the main things that I wanted to talk about with emergency savings. I mean, I really want the, the listeners to really think about it and get present to why. Like, how, how much do you need something like that? Are you going through financial hardship that you have to rely on the government of Canada to pay your bills? You're relying, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a powerhouse. I make sure that nobody has control over my stuff. <laughs> I need to have control over everything, right? I would not be able to rely on a government paycheck for only $2,000 when, let's say, my financial household to be able to run my house takes $4,000 a month. I wouldn't be able to rely on something like that. So in my opinion, I look at it as you're giving your power away to a government system because you chose not to save. And listen, saving doesn't mean that you need to spend $400 a month or $200 a month and put it into a savings account. Because let's be honest, if you're putting that money into the savings account, you're not able to afford it. You're just going to take it back out. So you need to plan for something. And this is what we talked about. What's that number? What's that magic number that you can put money away and not have to worry about touching it? So for example, I have some of my clients that I create plans with them. I say, okay, listen, finances are tough, but can you save $25 a month? And most people can. Like, why? You don't need coffees every single day. You don't need three, three coffees a day. You can cut back on one of your coffees, right? So can you save $25 a month mm -hmm. and put it into an investment account? And if you did that for three months, could we bump it up to $50 a month? And in another three months, six months, whatever that looks like, can we bump it up to a hundred, right? So, I mean, I take it from there and I say, what's, what, what's affordable to you, right? So, I mean, I, I know that I, I'm online, I'm on social media, I'm on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So, I mean, these, these, are, these are complimentary things that I even give to my clients. So, if any listeners want an analysis, a free complimentary analysis, I would do that for you. All you got to do is email me uh, or inbox me on my social media platforms and I'll, I'll send you information, I'll send you material, and we can start to create a plan. That is perfect. That's awesome. And of course, uh, Nadia, all her information is going to be in the show notes. So definitely message her, contact her, um, get help her, get her to help you get you on the right path. So, so much that we've talked and we've spoken about and oh my gosh, it's, I know it's scary times and different ways to kind of, you know, keep stress levels and, there's so much happening. There really is. There's just bottom line. I can't even sugarcoat it. There is so much happening. We just got to adapt to what's going on. We need to plan for the future. Like I mentioned earlier, and we just need to just move forward in life. We can't be stuck inside and crossing our fingers that this is going to end like in the next 24 hours. You know, you got to learn how to just get out there, do your groceries or do learn how to use online ordering for your groceries and stuff like that. But also planning for the future, because there's been a lot of rumors saying that it's going to come back again and bite us in the next season and the next two seasons. So, you know, Absolutely. definitely we need to just 
it's it's gonna suck it, if it has to come back it has to come back but this is definitely a learning um, curve for a lot of people 100 percent. but the, the the core thing is is it's a learning curve everybody's adjusting mm-hmm. but don't put yourself in a bad financial position make smart decisions about your finances be knowledgeable knowledge is power so once you have that knowledge you have the power for success and it's all like you said you have yeah yeah sorry (laughs) it's okay like nadia said you have the power you take on that power and use it for your success awesome thanks so much angelica i really appreciate coming on your podcast no thank you thank you for your time and educating us and of course to all my listeners everything's going to be in the show notes for you and thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me and that's all we have for now i'm anthony and i'm jessica with the beautiful feet podcast hey it's your boy bromar host of the bromar show hello everyone it's the coupon queen pen from the cqp moments podcast what's up everybody this is your boy ken aka the gentleman of the gentleman lifestyle podcast hi this is stephanie valente your local massage therapist and, and you're you listening, are to listening to, to a, little a little bit of everything, everything with, with angelica, angelica. angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.